Good morning. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. It's day 283 of our three-year journey through the Bible. We're back in the Psalms today for Psalms 42 and 43. I think yesterday I told you we'd be back in 1 Corinthians, but I was mistaken. We're going to be in Psalms 42 and 43 today. And uh, I love the Psalms. These are great because um, these are actually one Psalm in the original Hebrew. And we can tell that because of the repeated refrain. And also in the Hebrew text, in the oldest Hebrew text, they are listed as one Psalm. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the beauty of the Psalms. We pray that you would speak your word to us today and write it in our hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 42 is written to the choir master, and it is a masculine of the sons of Korah. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come? and appear before God. My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you downcast, cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people, for the deceitful and un- from the deceitful and unjust man. Deliver me, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Psalms 42 and 43 are a lament. 
They are a crying out to the Lord from the depth of woe, from sorrow. They're also imprecatory because we're asking for vindication against ungodly enemies, for God to give give vengeance, vindicate me, defend my cause, deliver me. That That's imprecatory prayers, praying against your enemies. But it's also somewhat unique among the laments in that it's preaching to your own soul. It's self-gospel proclamation and application in this threefold repeated refrain. We see the refrain first in verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And then the second time comes at the end of Psalm 42, verse 11. And then the third time comes at the end of Psalm 43 in verse 5. So really we have um, a three-part psalm with this uh, thrice-repeated refrain. The first part of the psalm expresses longing for God. As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. This is a desperate longing. This is a searching out, a, a pursuit, a desire. This is no casual, well, I think I'll go to church on Sunday if I've got nothing else going on. Yeah, the Ravens game doesn't start until one o'clock. I can probably get home in time for that. And well, I guess there's nothing better to do. I'll go and worship with God's people. No, this is someone who has been removed from being able to participate in worship with God's people and who remembers and who longs, particularly longs for the gathered worship of God's people. So when he says, when shall I come and appear before God? We, of course, today in our modern evangelical perspective say, well, you can be with God anytime you want. You can cry to God wherever you are. And of course you can. This psalm is in, in many ways written to show us that, right? The sons of Korah, whoever this is among the sons of Korah who writes this, <clears throat> they're not in Jerusalem. They're not in the holy procession. So they are crying out to God from some far off place. But what they long for is to be with God's people in God's house in procession with glad shouts, songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. They want to be in the presence of God and God meets most particularly with his people as we gather for worship. So this first part of the psalm expresses this longing this thirst, this hunger for God and for his presence in worship. The second refers to the, the cast-down nature of the soul at the oppression and mocking of the enemy. So the first one is longing for God and longing to be in worship again. This way, just really the depression of how, how down he is at being so far from God and being so far from his from his presence. He says he remembers God from the land of Jordan and Hermon and Mount Mazar. These are places that are far off to the northwest of Jerusalem. He's in a far off land. He says, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and waves have gone over me. He feels like he's drowning in the, in the torrent of God's discipline that's probably led him away in captivity because of the sin of God's people is most likely what's in view here. And yet, even as God is disciplining, 
even as God has removed him far from, even as he feels like he's drowning under the God-ordained circumstances of his, of his life, even in that, by day the Lord commands his chesed, his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me. No matter what circumstances, no matter how far we feel from God, no matter what outward external circumstances of trouble we're in, God is never far from us and his chesed, his steadfast love is being commanded to us day and night. And so we can turn to God and we can be honest with God. We can say, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? The enemy now comes more into view. This enemy who has probably dragged him off into exile. This may be the Assyrian exile. We don't know exactly what the circumstances are, but he's been dragged off into exile and and the enemy is taunting him and saying, where is your God? He may have just been a captive or captive on a raid or something like that. We don't know. It would be speculation. But the application for us is even when we feel far from God, even when those people are mocking us and saying, where's your faith now? You're a man of God. Where's your faith now? Where's your God now in this circumstance when life is overwhelming, when you don't have answers, when you feel like you can't even lift up your head, when you feel like you're drowning in the sorrow of your circumstances? Where is your God now to know, to preach the gospel to ourselves and to say, hope in God, for I will again praise in my salvation and my God. Then the third part is really speaking against the enemies and then crying out to God to do something, to act. And notice he wants a twofold acting to, to vindicate him against his enemies, but then also to send out your light and your truth and let them lead me, let them bring me to your holy hill, to your dwelling. Again, where does he want to be? He wants to be back with God's people in God's house, worshiping God. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, Oh God, my God. He was obviously a music leader. The sons of Korah were in charge of leading the worship singing uh, on a rotation basis. And so he's, he's longing for that again. So he's asking God to vindicate him against this unjust enemy, to rescue him from the hand of the enemy, and then to lead him back to being able to worship. And throughout all three of these, the longing for God, the sorrow, and the, and the petition Throughout all of these, we come back to this refrain again and again where he's talking to himself. And he says, why are you cast down on my soul? Because God is always our hope and our salvation and our God. And we can always praise him. No matter how we feel, no matter where we are, no matter what our enemy is doing to us, we can always, 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 call to our soul and say, you have no reason to be cast down. You have every reason to hope because you will again be praising God. He is your salvation. He is your God. If you belong to God through faith in Jesus Christ, I guarantee no matter how long this trial season is that you may be in, no matter how deep and how overwhelming it may be, you will come out on the other side and you will again Praise the Lord with shouts of joy. And so anticipate that now by faith. By faith in God's future grace to restore you. Trust in him. And lift up your head. And look to the Lord. For he is good. Jesus went through all of this. Jesus wrestled 
in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus longed for his God. He said, why have you rejected me? Because God actually had rejected him because he became sin for us on the cross. And so Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus said, into your hands I commit my spirit. He said, I am yours, O Lord. And the, and the Lord heard him. His father heard him and raised him from the dead and restored him to life and to light. And when, he, when God did so, where did Jesus go? He went to the assembly of his brothers who were gathered in the upper room so that he could be in their midst and break bread with them and praise the Lord with them. So this is very much Jesus' psalm as well as ours. And in a sense, it's ours because it's Jesus's and we are in Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus, our Savior, suffering and triumphant one. He's endured everything that we endure and so much greater than we could ever imagine. We sometimes feel far from you. He was cut off from you. We sometimes feel overwhelmed. He was crushed for our iniquities. Thank you that he drank the cup of your wrath so that we can drink the cup of salvation. And thank you that because of his victory over sin and death, we always have hope and a confident, joyful expectation of restoration no matter what we go through. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's Psalm 42 and 43 tomorrow. Back to Deuteronomy. Have a blessed day in the Lord.